That's how I feel about my baby right now. Let's start the motherfucking show. <laughs> Thank you. As Metro's Mercury Grade approaches, I shall create the illest podcast known to mankind. Papa, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. Joel Rogan. Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Cause he's a funny motherfucker. Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Because he has money. You fucking dickhead. Oh, I'm sorry, master. I'm very sorry. The heart of India. The strength of a black and the pride of a Spaniard. I present to you my teeth. It's alive. He's walking, master. He's walking. My teeth. Sports. edition to the 326th edition of the Marty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one only Donald Omar Taylor. You can see my sugar dumplings over there looking around in the background, yeah. If they never called you sweetness, and if they never called you nightness, how about sugar dumplings? Well, I guess they didn't call you nothing. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, look at that. The ass passes the camera. We got a blackout. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't know about moons over Miami, but I want them yams over my facey. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna be, I'm not a sweet potato pie kind of person, but I love me some yams, if you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> oh, man, this is another beautiful day. It's another in Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. We're talking about this is June 18th. One day before Juneteenth. Don't know how we're celebrating the holiday quite yet. May just have a little mini barbecue for my, you know what I mean, with the brother. I know tomorrow's gonna be Natalie's birthday. Yeah, folks, we got a birthday for the sense, and we got all that coming up. I'm gonna tell you. They said we're gonna have highs of 84, lows of like 72. Humidity is out the motherfucking wazoo. You understand? We got we got all kinds of scattered clouds. We probably, like, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, for everybody in South Florida, I can guarantee you there's gonna be a 50% chance of rain today you know that I guarantee you this is gonna be a 50% chance of rain today look at those scars folks but this is what we doing here in South Florida but you know what I'm telling you we got the podcast stack for you we got Philly getting trolled we get BK getting freaked get the fuck out continues right we got we got golf talking about Get off my dick. We got Hell in a Cell coming up. PPW's Hard Knocks. And we got NBA trades beginning already. And shit is already starting to smell a little fishy. 
We got Bluetooth, we got our birthdays, we got all that and more. But you guys already know how this goes. Regardless of the time, and regardless of the weather, you play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. Stir this motherfucker up. So, that shit is thick today. Oh, yo, I sound like a Super Saiyan trying to go. I sound like a Saiyan trying to go to Super Saiyan for the first time. Oh, that shit took five episodes. Oh, you understand? That's a month. That's, that's that's a whole entire month and a half that you had to wait. Or was it on daily? Or was it on weekly back then? It was on weekly. You understand? That's a, that's that's a, that's a month and one week just to see somebody's hair turn yellow. But man, that shit was fire. So. into the building. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. We can have birdies mode. Mighty sports. Man, y'all don't even understand how many cultural references is built into one vessel. That shit never been this great. You understand why I'm going sugars? You know what, baby? That's why I love you. Like, she in the other room, and she, she still tuned into the podcast, liking, sharing, commenting. You know what I mean? This is why, this, this is why I... Love you, but you know, I mean, you know, in case I, I, I ain't say it right. Can, can I get a little help from 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 Buddy Love over here, right? Every fiber in my body, and I and I and I know this. I, I know this now. Comfortable saying that shit. Comfortable admitting that shit. But guys already know it's it's a way that we start these podcasts off, right? And before we get into the first topic of the day, we gotta start off with a little bit of celebration. So AO DJ my T. Let me check that beat. Yeah. Early. Yeah, it's your birthday. Said it's your birthday. I got a bonus for you guys on this one. Cause I got cause you know what? I realized a lot of these birthdays will come over fundraisers. And I didn't mention somebody's fundraiser from the 16th, but somebody from the 16th is actually gonna get another birthday shout out today. Just so I can put your fundraiser also on blast. Natalie, Sensei, this is actually why you need to be a little bit heavier on Facebook. Because times like now, a month before your birthday, you could have been setting up a fundraiser for Cruises Legacy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I'm not playing. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. One more time. Yeah, it's your birthday. Said it's your birthday. Check it, check it. Check it, check it. Cause it's your birthday. Say happy birthday. Check it, check it. Yeah. Check it, check it. First birthday on the dock. So we're going back to 16. I want to say happy birthday to Melissa Ryan. As I told you, Melissa Ryan is, is, is an individual that I met through the Segovias, right? Well, me and her daughter, her daughter and I met through, uh, met through um, the Segovia parents. One day they were flying in town and met a young lady flying by herself. Thought that was kind of ambitious and, you know, you were like my daughter and her friends. And as you know, we picked up at a hotel room and we introduced her, we introduced her to 
the whole squad, and now we've been friends ever since. And I'm going to tell you something that's open to the about her. She's a big Halloween person. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a big Halloween person. She's a big Halloween person. But fuck all that, right? The reason why we had to bring her into the fold, right? All right and Melissa Ryan back into the fold is because if you go and check out her Facebook page, as we currently are speaking, she is running a Facebook, she is running a fundraiser for Parkinson's. Yes, folks, all proceeds would go to Parkinson's. You know Parkinson's. If I'm not mistaken, that's the Michael J. Fox disease. Even though I've been seeing him as you know, a good white lady, or a good fight, one of those two I've been seeing him on. But for people that don't realize, let's bring him back to sports later. That's the Muhammad Ali disease. You understand? So, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie though, Jimmy, yo, like, yo, Jimmy Fox, not Jimmy Fox, Michael J. Fox. Like, you hear that little royal role, he was like, listen, I got, a little, I got a little disease. So if you see me doing some of this, and some of this, and a little bit of this, it's all because of this and not because I'm like, yo, you know what? That's a good way to put it put it into your role, and also let, to let the people let the people know that's watching that hey, you are just as an actor, and, then, and you're finding ways to, to bring this into your role, and you may have have days where you have a little bit more involuntary movement than others. Let me continue with the birthday, right? Also oh, birthday shout out, right? And so now let's, let's get a little bit closer. Let's get a little bit closer, right? So yeah, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. We want to say happy birthday to Kim McCreechin, right? Kim McCreechin happened to be an old, happened to be a former co-worker of mine. Me and her used to sell warranties together. Actually, I, I shouldn't say she was sold warranties. She was working the front desk and the, other, and, the, and the other half of the human resource department that me and her and, and the spearheaded. And man, we went through some interview process back then. Yo, talking about young in charge, some young hustlers trying to do their stuff sizzle. But also you can catch, you can also catch Kim McCreechin. She also sells houses as well. So if you ever need a house, if you ever need to buy a house, you can catch it there too. What's going on? Nikki, Nick Dimes, welcome to the podcast. Going on to be open right after our birthday shout-out. And after the birthday shout-out is done, if there's a birthday that you'd like to get out that would have happened between yesterday and today, let me know. We'll give them a birthday shout-out on the podcast. Yeah, check it, check it. So that was yesterday. Kim McCreechin had a birthday. Right, but again, as, every, as, as, as all these people are doing nowadays, she also has a fundraiser that, 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 that she is collecting for. And she is doing a fundraiser for children's cancer. Yes, folks, for children's cancer. So go ahead and, and, and go check out Kim, um, Kim Faith. And if you would like to go ahead and donate to children's cancer, give her a birthday shout out and drop a donation for her as well. And then there's the birthdays today for you to check it, check it, check it, check it again. Yeah, it's your birthday. You said it's your birthday. It's coming down a little bit. Let's get these out. Today we got a birthday for Jamie Trepido. Jamie Trepido happens to be a happen to be a drinking buddy that that we've ran into all over the place. Now she is way bigger friends with with, 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 with better friends with a lot of my compadres than that she is, mom. But listen, every time that we go out, we have fun. She's a good guy. She's a dancer. She likes to dance. She likes to have fun. And, and like almost everybody that I know, I'm gonna say a good 95 percent of the people that I know, we all like the source. Uh, you know, when the sauce is flowing, you know, when the hand is in the system. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get, you, you, you wild out on the dance floor. You wild for the night. Right? Also, we have happy birthday to Siobhan Kenyon. Siobhan Kenyon, I happen to know through the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. She happens to be one of the, um, director assistants or something like that. But I know her through the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. She has now left the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and went on to much bigger and better things. Right, like, um, so she has a birthday that's out there, and then also happy birthday to Steve O'Flattery. Steve O'Flattery happens to be an individual that I met while working with the Brooklyn Cafe. If I'm not mistaken, Steve O, Steve O, Steve O, 
Bebo has a wedding business, if I'm not mistaken, right? I know you do, I know you do media as well. And I don't want to mess up Steve with, um, with, 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 with the Knicks point, with, the, with Nick and Nick 2.0. I'm thinking I'm crossing those lines. I think I'm crossing those lines just a little bit. But Steve O'Flat, I believe he's the one with the wedding business, right? He also DJs, if I'm not mistaken. And the one interesting thing I remember about his wedding is that they had the selfie mirror. Right, it was like a selfie party mirror. And this is before anybody was doing that in the game. And that was always unique. And I still think they uniquely have that. But the other people may have different variations. I think they uniquely still are, are one of the only people that do the selfie mirror down here in South Florida. It really, it really is amazing. It really was, it was amazing. I remember him coming out here and represented for the whole entire Brooklyn squad. Because that's something I remember about them, like, like I remember about them too. You were just the boys from Brooklyn on the Brooklyn Cafe. You know what I mean? And and, and, and here, here was here I was working, you know what I mean? Brooklyn's Brooklyn's fallen son. The Brooklyn bus saw himself. The motor mouth of the south now. Check, check. And Steve O Flattery. Steve O! He's also doing a fundraiser as well. The fundraiser, see this? Kids, by the way, let you know why, right? We're, no, we're not sorry, we're not a kid. We're in Gemini season. We're in Gemini season. My bad. I'm gonna have to check my statement and reserve what I was about to say. But hey, look like these Geminis are being very generous as well, too. So, you see all the fundraisers coming. This is gonna be a summer of giving as we're able to get back to normal. So, to all of them, let's give them one last shout. Let's give them one last shout. Yeah, it's your birthday. It's your birthday, Kim, Jamie, Siobhan, Steve, Melissa. Because it's your birthday, you say happy birthday. Check it, check it, ah. check it, check it. And as you guys know, from here to Mighty Sports Podcast, to all of you, want to wish you a happy birthday. Hope you party hard. Enjoy everything. Regret nothing. Let me forget my weekend in Bernie Salgoda and continue to stay. Mighty! Check that. Yo, DJ Mighty, cut that beat. Woo! Woo! I always like how this time we start the podcast with the birthday birthday shout-outs. It really does help set that tone for the first 15 minutes of the podcast. It really does. You know what I mean? Get the juices flowing. You know what I mean? That shit be sounding provocative. You know what I mean? Be getting the people going. You know what I mean? You know, like, you, 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 like, I don't have to say it. Like, you know what I mean. Like, if nobody else knows what I mean, like, you guys, the Mighty Sports listeners, you guys, nah, man! Like, you do. You do. Yeah, you also understand that. The ceiling is the roof. Yeah. That ain't Jordan's, that ain't part of Jordan's best work. Just like game six, Bucks versus Brooklyn. That wasn't Brooklyn's best stuff. Can we get it? First things first. Let's get to it, right? First topic of the day, folks. Brooklyn gets freaked, but not by Giannis. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It wasn't by Giannis. It was by somebody else. And, and Brooklyn don't have a lot of excuses here. Harden played again. And Harden, he played looser. Unfortunately, even him playing looser just re- just 
resulted in him being the loser. These are light bars for you. I'm not even trying yet. I'm getting warmed up. I ain't conceded or nothing. <laughs> oh man. No, don't, don't, don't worry. Like pretty soon I'm gonna get warmed up and I'm gonna get into a canyon of puns. Like, <sighs> hey, welcome back to the podcast, Nick. I still see you out there. James Harden, uh, James Harden came out. He played loser, but uh, it still resulted in his team being a, being the loser here. For the majority of this game, the Milwaukee Bucks were up by double digit points, and it wasn't because of the Greek freak was being the freak in the sheets and the freak on the court. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't because of none of that. Today. It was Chris Middleton out there standing center court talking about Milwaukee. This is for you. Like 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 Chris Middleton was getting all freaky freaky. You understand? He was the one looking like yo. I got a middle worth a ton. You know what I'm saying? You can come get this work whatever you want. Nah, man. And that he did. You don't understand. We're talking about Chris Middleton getting freaky. But this is also what we call that good old-fashioned home cooking. Like, let's not get that twisted. This is that good old-fashioned home cooking where the stars, they play well everywhere for the most part, right? But your bench players, your number twos, your honorable mentions, right? Shout out to Drake. Oh, I still want that song on one of my playlists. Honorable mention. Didn't win, didn't lose. You get an honorable mention. There's nothing wrong with being number two. You get an honorable mention. Right? Like, like that's who Chris Middleton is. Like, he gets, he's like a Paul George-ish kind of guy. Right? Right on the cusp of being a star. At home, 54% field goal shooting. 50% three-point um, three shooting, right? F- um, field goal percentage. On the road, 32% from field goal. 26% from... You understand? To go to, from 26% on the road to 50% at home, he damn near doubles his three-point production. Chris Middleton found his groove. And after every shot, he was out there talking about Stella! Looking like Paul Pierce in the video. Sheila, you should be here. Chris Middleton literally helped Milwaukee save face. Right, like you understand? And, and let me let you know like how, like how this was because there's a reason why, even when we're watching this game, this game is so compelling. Like, this game is so compelling. Because it's a double-digit lead for the most part of this game, for the majority of this game. But that's not before. The Brooklyn Nets brought it down within six points, six or five points in every single quarter. <laughs> in every single quarter. Even the fourth. I think that was the fourth. 77 to 82. Every single quarter, this was brought down to a six to five point lead. And every time this happened, money in the middle. Ten. Ten, ten, ten. 
You understand? Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah, but yo, Chris Middleton came through. What's going on to the podcast, Temps? Phone lines are officially open. You guys call them when you're ready. I'll be here looking out for you guys now. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm gonna have to let the world know that the phone lines are open. So Chris Middleton goes off. Giannis Antetokounmpo has a Giannis Antetokounmpo kind of game, you know. In the playoffs, he doesn't look he like <laughs> like how's the easy way to say this? Giannis Antetokounmpo looks less impressive to me in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. If that has anything to say, like maybe like maybe like Ben Simmons, right? Is that he looks real impressive in the regular season. And then you get to the playoffs and you're like, I don't see what's so impressive about his game. I don't see what's so unstoppable about him. I don't see what's so two-time MVP about him. And again, Giannis isn't taking on the defensive responsibilities that are necessary for him to continue to win games. So let's 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 be for real. Let's be honest. Let's be for let's be for real, right? Milwaukee won this as a whole team, right? Chris Middleton saved their ass. We're talking about every single time they brought this in within six within five or six points. Chris Middleton had um end up carrying the team on his back. He's the one that put that put up the points to push it to a double digit lead every single time. He's the one that came up with key baskets, key assists, key you know what I mean, key rebounds, key steals. That was Chris Middleton, not Giannis Antetokounmpo. Thank you. Fast break points. Four to twenty-six. Four fast break points for the Brooklyn Nets. Twenty-six for the Milwaukee Bucks. That if that happens again in game six, I mean in game seven, then Brooklyn's going home. Brooklyn is gonna go home if they allow the Milwaukee Bucks to win the free throw battle. And I'm going to tell you why these two things is probably sticking out to me more than anything else, right? That's because a big portion of that, I believe, is a direct result to James Harden being on the court. Like, James Harden right now is on the court. And we and I know I said he looked better. He looked looser. But some of the things that are done necessarily to slow down a team's momentum to add these extra points onto the thing, is James Harden getting free throws? Is James Harden being able to push the ball in transition? Is James Harden being a part of transition offense, whether he has the ball in his hand or not? Is, 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 is James Harden, when he's shooting one for 10, being able to still put up 32 points because that's how many times he would have gone to the line? 25 points because of how much he would have went to the line. So the fact that James Harden is out there just playing three-point shooter and isn't playing contact basketball, isn't playing, is, isn't playing at the rim, isn't playing through people, is a problem. And we see it directly correlated to their fast break points and their free throws. If Milwaukee wins these two, these two categories again in game seven, 
Brooklyn is going home. Now, I don't want to see Brooklyn go home. But there has been a formula and there has been a pattern. Welcome to the podcast. The phone lines are open. There has been a pattern. And then that pattern falls very easily on any time the Brooklyn Nets have scored underneath or under 100 points. They come with L's. So, so the goal here is that, yo, if we can hold the Brooklyn Nets to under 25 points per quarter, we could come up with a victory. If we can hustle on boards, take advantage of fast breaks, get our hands in the passing lanes because Brooklyn is turning the ball over at a, at a disgusting rate. You understand? The reason why they, why this fast break numbers are so different, 4-26, to 26, it's also because of how often Brooklyn is, 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 is turning over the ball, making bad passes. James, James Harden as well. You understand? Passing it to passing it to Shaman, but Shaman is not at the spot that he thought he was, and next you know it's flying out of bounds. You 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 you, you understand like like failed alley oops like like just different like like cross court passes like Brooklyn is turning the ball over way too much for them to be successful and if they have these if they keep having these turnovers these fast breaks allowing these free throws don't score over hundred points it's a wrap it's a wrap it's a wrap it's a wrap. And you know what happens when we wrap things up here, right? Like, you, you don't want to be the team that I'm playing to fail the city for. Like, you don't want to be that team. <clears throat> oh, so the New Yorker in me. Would rather it be Milwaukee that goes home versus Brooklyn. Because obviously, at this point in time, the only rooting interest I have, really rooting interest I have is probably going to be Brooklyn. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Remember, the phone lines are open. We're talking Brooklyn and Milwaukee right now. Now, when I when I tell you that like, this game was just so back and forth, here here goes Brooklyn making their run, right? Make, making another push to try to to try to to try to try to take this game from Milwaukee. They try to close out in game six. And you look up and the score is 82 to 77. And out of nowhere. Two minutes later, less than three minutes later, you look up, and it's 77 to 91. Milwaukee goes on a nine point uh, goes on a nine point um goes on goes on a nine zero streak. Goes on a nine zero run, I should say. And Brooklyn never basically recovered from that last run. Milwaukee never looked back after that. Shortly after that, you saw you saw Steve Nash out there waving the red flag, right? Waving the white flag. And Chris Middleton is out there channeling his inner Giannis talk about Milwaukee, this is for you. Scorching Brooklyn left and right. Scorching them. And the thing that I that I took away from that, right? It wasn't just and not, not just from this game, right? But from all of it, the second round of these playoffs are a whole lot more interesting than I anticipated. And I'm talking about across the whole entire board, right? In the East, after those first two games, we really thought that, that this was going to be a wash. But that's what playoff, that's what makes playoff basketball so interesting. Is that for two games, you can see a team get blown the fuck out. 
and then they get that home cooking. That good old mama's recipe. You understand that? That Campbell soup, that mm-mm good shit. That coconut smile, you understand? Like that cushion, that yak, basically, is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, they get some of that. And everything turns around. They get that crowd behind them. Next to you know, like like they, they look like they look they've been drinking Red Bull, everybody got wings, they're flying all over the place. And now we now we have a game seven. But it's not just here. Philly and Philly and Atlanta. I don't know how many people thought that Atlanta beating New York was a fluke. But I think but I think the way that they the way that they beat New York, everybody thought was fluky. And again, remember, phone, the phone lines are open. Welcome to the podcast. Listen, the phone lines are always open. Except for the birthday shout-outs. Except for during the birthday shout-outs. Like, during the birthday shout-outs, I need you guys to shut the fuck up a little. <laughs> so I can get all that shit out the way. Like, listen, it's just how we do here. <clears throat> the second round is the second round of these playoffs is way more intriguing to me than I even anticipated. Oh, shit, look at that. We got our first caller. And, of course, the first caller would be Hearts Call. What's going on? Let's see what my heart is doing right now. Cause last time I last time my heart called me, it put me in the it put me in the hospital. Oh, look like we lost hearts call. Well, the phone lines are open. Call up, call up again if you, if you want to yap real quick. The second round is completely amazing to me, right? Didn't didn't think didn't think Atlanta was for real. And and this could be every ounce of hate and bone in my body as a Knicks fan that I just looked I just overlooked the I overlooked the Atlanta Hawks. And when they beat us, I was like, ah, oh, that's a Fugazi victory. Right? They gave that to Trey Young. And they're still giving it to Trey Young. Right? You understand? Like, Trey Young has the kind of game that they're about to make a rule change for. They're about to make a rule change just so that players like Trey Young or Troll Young, as I as I like to call him, my, my precious, my, my precious, should have never gave that motherfucker a sock. Right? I, I think this whole entire game is Fugazi. And the NBA is going to change the rules for him. But... They haven't changed the rules yet. And so far, he is helping give Philly the business. I'm telling you, I don't even like to hear him talk. He sounds like a light-skinned dude that's been offended his whole life. Like, <laughs> man, no, nobody, I mean, we, we been had a chip on our shoulder. I mean, everybody said, ain't hey, nobody believed in us. You know, and this is what we do. We, we, I mean, we have, we have, for the team full of no stars, no all-stars, you know what I mean? And we, and we just come out here and we grind. Like, 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 sound like, sound like Mike Tyson's illegitimate son that, that, that first he kicked around before he tried to get rid of you. Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Can't stand Trey Young for shit. He looks like fucking. He looks like 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 um Reggie Miller's rotten tooth. Like I I really can't stand this bitch. I can't stand him for shit. Like I don't care. I'm sorry. I can't stand him. I can't. I can't. This is what happens here on the podcast. Like it happens. But whatever Trey Young is doing, he has his team up three two against Philly right now. Now, granted, we know Joel Embiid has a partially turned meniscus. We know that Joel Embiid can't get up for shit half of at the end of games. We we've seen it now for two games straight. And I'm not I'm not gonna go a lot of in depth into it because I'm gonna save that for my get the fuck out segment. But the second round is intriguing, and I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be this 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 close. We have what's going on with Utah and and the and the Clippers still. 
Paul George, man. So the fact that all of these series are 3-2, 3-3. Tonight we have two possible elimination games. It's win or go home. For one of these teams. Tonight. Like, I was I, I was expecting a couple of blowouts. I'm not going to lie. Like, because, see, like, I'm a little bit more disrespectful with my picks. Like, I, I, look, I look at these, I'm like, ah, 4-1, 4-2. I'll be expecting a seven-game series. I look at these, I'm like, ah, they'll get swept. 4-1. Like, Trey Young, nah, they ain't even going to hold up with Philly. So before we get into the Get the Fuck Out segment, Let's go ahead and bring in our sponsor for the day. And if you guys already know, if you guys have been here for a while, then you already know what, what time it is. It's time for a blue chew, folks. Wait, wait, do I have it? Do I have the packet? Oh, yeah. I have the packet now. It is on the rise, folks. Yes, we know we keep a blue chew promo code for you guys. Listen, if you don't know what blue chew is, blue chew is that little blue pill that will give you back that thrill. Just open up a pack before you head to the sack. It just a few chews before you do the do, 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 do. With the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, this is one opportunity you can't miss. She's going to love how you come through like a champ when you blue chew in advance. And if you use today's promo code BSIT, that says BSIT, yes. B as in Bravo, S as in Sierra, I as in Indigo, T as in Tango. If you never learned how to spell, you know, military phonetically. That's how that's how we do that shit. B sit. Because once you take this, she's gonna wanna sit on you, B. You understand? B sit. And what she's gonna do is she's gonna give you $20 off your first order. And listen, no secret between you and me, the Mighty Sports listeners. That's basically you getting your first order for free. All you gotta do is pay shipping and handling. Blue chew. Chew it, and then blow her back out. Or, or, or do it. However you, however you like. Whatever line you like. <laughs> whatever line you like. So that's so that's Bluetooth, folks. Yes, and don't forget that that promo code BSIT. That's how you let her know that mighty like that you've been listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Every day we every day we have a new promo code. Let's let you know every day we have a new promo code. So if you want if you want if you next time you're ready for your next order, just come back and listen. And I'll give you the secret. Just start it. Just, just just try it with a new with, with a new email address. I, I think it'll work. I I think it'll work. I, I I think you could do it like like your Netflix subscription or like your WWE subscription. You know what I mean? Where you could just keep changing the email address and be like, hey yo, it's a new me. Hey, it's ain't the same person it was before. Hey, I'm gonna change my name. <laughs> I think I can't I can't remember to be honest with you. I can't remember the process that I that um um that it, that you had to go through. But you got listen. You you got mighty sports listeners. You guys are smart. You guys are smart. You are so smart. You are so smart. S M A T. Oh, S M A R T. If you guys know what I'm saying. All right. So let's get into a little segment, right? That, that I have called "Get the Fuck Out." Right? Right. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's something that it's something that we like to kick around, right? So as we like to say, here, my T says, "Get the fuck out." Throw your takes in the sky. To blah 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 blah. So the first person that had to get the fuck out was the claw. Kawhi Leonard, folks. It has been said that Kawhi Leonard has officially busted his fucking kneecaps up. And I, I, we don't got to give you the medical terminology. He fucked his kneecaps up. Now, this is a guy that has been load managing for God no, what for the last four years of his career in fear of busting up his kneecaps. Right? 
and or busting up his legs and his knees. And still, the knees go out. It was a, it was a little jab, a little push, right? Kind of kind of took it wobbly. Right? You know, you want to stop, you want to start stop short. And then, and then, and then, and then, you see him wobbling. You see him grimacing, and he never comes back in the, in, into the into play. But Kawhi Leonard's injury, right? And this is how get the fuck out works. Kawhi Leonard's injury, and and because he had to get the fuck out of the game, that opened the door for playoff peace sympathy and his redemption story, because. All playoff playoff P did all he needed to do to get a pass until next year. Play like you understand? Paul George did everything he did all he needed to do to get a pass until next year. And what was that thing that he did? He won one game without Kawhi Leonard. He reverted into the Paul George that was leading that Indiana team. He, revert, um, he reverted to that Paul George that, that, that Oklahoma City thought they were going to get when they got him. He reverted to the Paul George that, hey, the Clippers thought that they thought that he was, he was when they got him. And Paul George put on a show. He carried that team on his back, and he did a little bit of everything. Boards, rebounds, points, assists, blocks, steals, turnovers. Contributed everywhere. And that's all he needed to well contribute everyone he won a game. And that's all he needed to do was win this one game. Because what ends up happening, right? The moment that Kawhi Leonard went out, nobody expected the Clippers to not to be to be a contender any longer. The way that this narrative now goes, hey, you expect You expect you expect shit. Shit. I don't know why. I just drew a whole complete bank. You expect Utah. I was about to, there you go. I mean, hold on tight time. I'm trying to say Denver, but I know it wasn't Denver. You expect Utah, the best team in the league, that is, Utah. How was that Denver? That was Utah. <laughs> you expect Utah, the best team in the league, to be able to beat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. At least close out this series. And it's not too late for that, right? What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Somebody in their cancel culture. Because the fact that he now won this one the fact that he now won this one game. And he kept the Clippers alive. To be able to breathe, because now. It's a two-game elimination. They got to win one out of the next two games. They now put all the pressure on Utah, and Utah has to win these next two games. And Paul George won you one. And he got you to the point where, hey, if Utah comes and they beat you the next two games, you now have sympathy for him. He has now redeemed himself. He has done his part. He won you one game without Kawhi Leonard. Because you don't expect him to beat Utah... Without Kawhi Leonard. So oh, so the fact that he gave you the one game to force their hand, he now gets all that admiration back. 
all of that stink from last year. Like, oh yeah, see, it was the bubble. It, it, he was too stressed. But remember, this game wasn't the game for all the marbles. Because what I ended up learning about Paul George was that, yeah, the bubble gave you stress, but it also what I ended up realizing that these type of moments stress you out. Period. And maybe you're not cut for these moments alone. And I'll give you another example of somebody that, that when they reveal their hand ironically, it kind of it, it should have made you question your whole entire career. Darren Williams. Darren Williams, when he was leaving Utah, right? And he he already had played in Brooklyn. And I forget where there was talks about him going to. Maybe it was Cleveland, I think it was at the time. And right before he was getting ready to go to Cleveland, he was talking about oh, how he really liked Cleveland. How he really likes, um, he really enjoyed going to Cleveland because he really didn't like playing in big markets like Brooklyn or some of that, you know, or some of that line. You know, I'd be like, he said that stress, that stress was getting to him. And as soon as he said that, I was like, this now makes sense on why you struggled in Brooklyn so badly because you because you don't deal with pressure situations well and you don't like all that limelight and why. You couldn't be more successful in Utah because every time your team really needed you, when you really had to be called on, that little chemistry in your body that, that says you can't take Brooklyn, that you don't like these little pressure moments, you don't like that spotlight, it kicked in and it fucked your game up. That coalition was real. And then we saw him go to Cleveland and literally fell, fall flat on his face. And I was like, hey... How the fuck, if you can't make it in Brooklyn because of the light, how the hell are you going to play in Cleveland? Where you're, being, where you're going to be watched every single day beside LeBron James. Like, I don't know if this is the best place for you to go if you're trying to hide because you don't like pressure and media. So these guys say that you have to pay attention, you have to look. And Paul George basically kind of said the same thing last year. The stress of the of of, of the pan of of the pandemic and, and and being in the bubble got to him. I'm like, this was basically basketball camp. Most people thrived. You got to basketball camp and you went down. That you needed that much more freedom, being able to get off post or base. Now, you understand? Like these are people that if they was in the military, they commit suicide. These are the people that you always make sure that when they have their weapon they're usually in front of everybody and never in back of anybody. Like, you don't ever want your back to that person. I don't know if I want my back to Paul George. I'm not to say these people aren't reliable. It's just to say that when it comes down to when you really need them, these people fret. They break down. They're not the same. They're not consistent. They're not Derek Jeter. They're not Michael Jordan. So, Playoff P goes off for one game and earns the name Playoff P. And now, the sympathy can be given. And now his redemption story can be written in the offseason. Oh, it came through. Oh, they didn't have Kawhi. Oh, he did everything he could. Oh, by that third game, he was tired. The third game being game seven. He was tired of having to be the man. He's not, he's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you this real. I'm going to tell you something that my uncle used to tell me. That if you want sympathy from me, 
go open up a dictionary and go look between shit and syphilis. That's it. <laughs> like, that's where you'll find sympathy. But you won't be getting any from me. If you want sympathy, go grab the dictionary and go look for and, and go look between shit and syphilis. But you ain't gonna get no sympathy from me. These are real lines growing up. Now let's let's just get to the next person on our get the fuck out list. Like also on get the fuck out. My T says get the fuck out. Throw your takes in the sky, baby, baby, baby. Dallas Mavericks management is out the door. Donnie Nelson, president of operation. And and he's Donnie Nelson, son of Don Nelson. One of the guys that I'm always trying to remember his name when I'm talking about individuals that the, that the New York Knicks run, had run in their organization, right? So Donnie Nelson is out. And also their coach, Rick Carlisle, is out. This is twice now in a season, right, that we've heard of a head coach and their president of operations being gone within days. Almost at the same exact time. And the last one was just in Boston. But they promoted up. They promoted. They took from within. They promoted up. I don't think this is gonna be the case with Rick, Rick, Rick Carlisle. Now, what this get the fuck out does is open the door for Luca's exit. This opens the door now for more talk and more speculation. Like, hey, one one of these guys was Luca's guys. He really communicated with him. This is this this is really this is really shown again of how they how they're out of touch. And I'm gonna say this one one thing off. I'm going to say one thing personally. I don't think Mark Cuban is out of touch with any of his star players. Or any of his players. I think if any of his players can and want to, they can go talk to Mark Cuban. So out of touch, I'm going to have to disagree. I feel that maybe he knows something that we don't know. That maybe Giannis is, not Giannis, but maybe Luka is trying to protect. Maybe Luca's trying. Maybe Luca doesn't want to come off of being the bad guy. He's like, "Hey, these guys ain't it." And Mark Cuban's like, "You know what? Maybe you're right. That, like these guys have been here forever. They only got me one championship. Like, and, he, and, and, and Dirk literally had to play out of his mind. Maybe this isn't it." Or maybe Luca really wants these guys and likes these guys. And Mark Cuban's like, "Nah, these guys have been here for too long and not being productive. I know what's best for my team." I'm going to get you winners because these guys aren't doing the best to help you win. Now, it's funny that I hear the name Rick Carlisle already, not Rick Carlisle, not, yeah, yeah, Rick Carlisle already popping up as a head coach for that possible Boston job. Hmm. And we got some Boston news as well, too. But ultimately... All of this head change just opens the door for Lana, for for, for Luca's exit, or the to, or more talks about Lewis, um, Luca's exit, or if Luca's happy with this move, or how does Luca feel, or Luca's attachment, or a lot of stuff about Luca, 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 Luca. And I'm telling any team out there right now, the poison pill is well worth it for even Mark Cuban to pay for his 22 year old star that you may try to steal from him. I'm just saying, I don't see Mark Cuban letting this one go easily without trying everything. So if Mark Cuban has decided to fire these two guys, then Mark Cuban is really trying something. 
He is trying to stir up that pot worse than we stir up the pot in the beginning of the podcast. Next on our list of get the fuck out is Co Co Golf. As she tells the World Tennis Association, get off my dick. And she pulls out of Wimbledon. After she pulled out recently of the French Open, she now goes in and pulls out of Wimbledon. Now, the French Open is one of the bigger, biggest majors of tennis. Wimbledon is the biggest major of tennis. And she very politely said, no thank you sir, I'll sit my black ass at home. I don't like the way you treat black people. I don't like the way y'all treat Asian people. And I'm both, and I'll take my talents elsewhere. As I said, as, as funny as I say, yeah, she politely declined. I saw, I witnessed the other day, I should say, the most polite temper tantrum ever in my life. I, <laughs> I'm so serious. I witnessed the most polite temper tantrum. So let me tell you what was happening. So it looked like a mother, a grandmother, a mother and a daughter, or maybe a mother, maybe a mother, her friend, and and and, and their baby girl, right, in a stroller. A baby girl, not their baby girl, but you know, I don't know if it was three generations. I don't know if it was like yo, mom and sis, you know, it was like mom and sis, you know, like it was it was. Okay, in comparison to the baby, I don't know if that was mom and grandmother. I don't know if that was mom and auntie. You know what I mean? I don't know if that was big sis and auntie. I don't know who the hell is calling me, but y'all gonna have to fall back. I didn't say call back. I said fall back. I'm busy right now. Y'all niggas disturbing me. So, all of a sudden, like, I'm hearing... A weird noise, like it's a it's a low whine. And then I start to pay attention to what this inaudible noise is. And what it ends up being is, like I said, what I can only describe as the most polite temper tantrum ever. What I am hearing is a little kid saying, "No, thank you. No, thank you." No thank you, 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 no. And what it was that they were getting ready to leave from their destination. And they were getting ready to take the, like, so they're leaving the destination. And 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 obviously the kid is realizing, like, hey, we're walking back to the car. We're leaving where we were just coming from. They're about to take me out and put me in the car so we could go wherever we need to go. And I'm not ready to leave. I'm still having fun. And the kid wasn't having like one of these big ass, ah, throwing herself down them. The whole entire time, she's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank As they take her, put her to the car, like she ain't frailing her arms. She's just pull- she's just going in there all calmly, like they lift her up. No, thank you. No, thank you. As they get ready to, as they get ready to buckle her, she, she, she lifts up her arms. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm like, yo, this happens to be, this has to be the most polite and cutest temper tantrum I, I, I have ever seen. And that's exactly how I raise my kid. Like, yo, if you're going to throw a, t- a temper tantrum, you better be saying no thank you. Else you gotta catch these hands. All of them. 
You know, by this, by the time, I, by the time I have kids, they, they would have had some kind of special surgery so I could grow like two more hands, and I ain't gonna catch all four of them. I'm gonna be looking like that motherfucker for Mortal Kombat. I already got the hair shit. <laughs> oh man, the things I do. All right, so let's get back into it. Let's get back into it, right? So next in our, so next in our Coco Golf, right? Next in our Get the Fuck Out segment, right? It's Coco Golf. Like I said, Coco Golf pulls out of Wimbledon. And what this does, this opens the door for the World Tennis Organization to really have to take a look at their policy. Because you threatened her in the French Open. And you threatened to find her. And when you find her, and then you end up having to tip it up, because like, yo, you really just find me for my me for me to try to keep my mental stability? She's like, you know what? Fuck your tournament. And pulled out the face. Like, well, you gonna threaten me to, to, that you kick me out the tournament? Fuck you, I won't show up. Who else co-signed on that shit? Because basically it looked like she, she kept receipts. It basically looks like she kept receipts. I was like, oh, which one of you fucking organizations want to threaten me for my mental illness? Wilberdam? Fuck you, you won't get me. French Open? Fuck you, you won't get me. Australian Open, you want to say some shit too? You know, eh? You won't get me either. Oh, who else out there? Who else out there? Miami Open? You ain't say anything? You ain't say anything? Okay, I'll come down to Miami and just let you know I'll do the courtside presser, but I'm not doing the presser where I have to sit in front of, I have to sit in a room of, of, of 15 to 50 plus people while they all shove mics in front of my face and keep flashing pictures at me like I'm some kind of fucking zoo animal. If that's how she feels, that's how she feels. We've heard basketball players talking about not being on us, not, not being part of the circus. We're not a zoo animal. Who comes to like, she doesn't feel like she's, she's a zoo animal. And then think of all the race relations and everything else that goes on in this world. Her being black and Asian and shit that she also has to deal with. She don't want to deal with you guys. So you can ask your backhanded question. You're going to write your article anyway. Go write that shit. You don't need her words. Any words that you need from her, you can get from the courtside interview. So whoever's holding that courtside interview, when you interview Coco Golf, then you need to cherish that shit. Because it's the only interview you're getting. If there's a question that you want to get out, you get it out then. And everybody else takes notes. Because you don't need a sounder from her. You're going to build the story anyway. You would like to get a sounder. You would love to get a quote. It will help your newspaper, your paper, your article, your blog. You understand? It will help It will help your mother and, and, and her clout at her bridge club. If you, got a, if, you got, if, you got a fucking, if you got some actual words. But you don't need it. So here goes, here goes your best player. Pulling out of your number one tournament because you have antiquated rules that do not account for mental illness. And she gonna force you to change that shit. I mean, because everybody can't be Serena Williams where every time that you guys answer questions, she's like, yeah, you know what? You guys ain't even on my... You guys are nowhere on my level. So so I'll, I'll, answer, your little, I'll answer your little questions so that, so that you can feel good about yourself. That's literally what Serena Williams said about them. She dissed the fuck out of them. Like, I don't even know, I understand that they realize that. We're gonna see. We're really gonna, we're really gonna see how this plays out because I understand some of the concerns. But nobody likes doing those kind of presses. So, who's gonna, like, how many people are gonna come out there and say, hey, I can't do this because of anxiety. And we know that people are going to come up with fake angst. 
We know individuals that have faked anxiety. You know what I mean? To, to, I'm, 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 I'm with their doctor. We've known people that 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 has that has that has that that has faked their um the paperwork for their COVID. We know people that has faked paperwork for their um for their um for their emotional support animal. We know all this. So who's to say that hey, there's gonna be a day when somebody just has a bad loss and they're like, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to talk to the press right now. But you know what? Okay, that's okay. That's okay now because you're gonna build your own story. When you know what's gonna happen too, you no longer are the only access point. You are now the, not the only outlet. You're not the only way that we can hear from these people that we want to hear from. So, so you know what happens now? Coco Golf won't give any interviews. So you know what? You know what I have done, and I'm pretty sure a bunch of other people have done. I've subscribed to. If I didn't subscribe to a page already, I have personally subscribed to a page. I have put her on alert. So now when she puts out something, when she goes live, when she's going to say something, I see now. Because I don't have to hear it from you. She don't have to say it to you. She can say it directly to us. Her fans, the peoples, the mighty listeners. It's easy. So we're going to see what kind of trickle-down effect this has. If they're going to change their policies, who will end up taking advantage of it, who may not end up taking advantage of it. We'll see how, how they change it because I don't know how, it's almost like baseball and how they're fucking up, right? I don't know how if you're not promoting the biggest stars of your league or the biggest stars of your league aren't present, especially in an individual sport, how do you expect it to keep it consistently afloat? Now, don't get it twisted with some of the fugazi comments that LeBron James made about injuries. That, oh, I'm sorry you guys ain't able to see your favorite player. You're just saying that, oh, I'm sorry you guys can't see me. You conceited bastard. Yo, I'm going to take an army break. I'll be back. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one knowing Donald Domar Taylor. If you're still listening, I do appreciate any way that you may be listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the re-ear, I appreciate that. It's easy to catch the re-ear of the podcast. All you got to do is tell your smart speaker, hey, play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast, and it'll play it for you. If you would like to see the latest episode, same thing. Tell your smart speaker, hey, play the latest episode, or show me the latest episode of the, or play the latest episode of the, of the MYT Sports Podcast. And just say on YouTube after that. And it'll go ahead and pull it up for you. Audio, it'll just pull up however you listen to your podcast at. Um, if you're trying to join the podcast and kind of join the conversation, the way to do that is through a Podbean app. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. 
Just look for the Mighty Sports Podcast. You click on one of those little seats or the, or the or little phone so you can call into the phone line, and that's where you can jump, come join the podcast. And that's how all guests come join the Mighty Sports Podcast. All listeners, Chill, Will, KJ, sometimes when he, when he hasn't made it to the studio as of yet, Mark when he's at work, Natalie, everybody from around the world. And you guys have heard it. We, we get calls in from all over the world. Pakistan, North America, South America, you understand, Asia, or everywhere. All, you know, all of the stands. All of the stands. You understand? And even Chewbacca stand. I'm joking. <laughs> so, let's, let's go ahead and talk about who else needs to get the fuck out. And that is baseball with the sticky shit on their balls. Folks, yes, I don't know if you guys have been keeping track of this, but for a couple of months now, right, since, since the beginning of the season, baseball has, ha- has had one of its most... Whoa. To the Get the Fuck Out? Wait, add women to the Get the Fuck Out segment? Whoa! You must... Oh, this must be personal. <laughs> this must be personal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Like I've never heard you talk like this. <laughs> I'm not adding them. Right. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. So, who needs to get the fuck out next? Is 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 the sticky shit on baseball and. What that what what baseball did is they, they there's been a lot of things that's been happening with the balls as lately with when it comes to baseball. A couple years ago they changed the baseball and made and, and made them too easier to hit. So when they made them easier to hit, pitchers wanted to make them harder to hit. So pitchers started using started adding an additive to their sticky substance. To their resin, so whatever resin sticky something they use, they started adding something to it, called spider claw, whatever the fuck it is, spider tack. And spider tack is basically a, a sticky substance that is used when you're when you're used to being like, for people that work with cinder blocks and marble and shit like that, and we mean like giant things of marble and cinder block. That's to help you grip those. It's literally to help you grip a boulder. You know who should be using um, spider tap? People in those strongman competitions. Those motherfuckers that you be literally watching lift up boulders, but all you see them put is powder on your hand? That, they should be using spider tap. But yet, even they don't need spider tap to be able to have enough traction to lift up a boulder. But yet, suddenly, pitchers can't pitch without spider tap, without resin, Without sun, without sunscreen, or something on the ball. Well, Major League Baseball has now put an end to that. They did a, they did a loose. They did a. They did a, they did a loose investigation, something similar to what they did in, 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 in with the steroid era back in the day, to try to get a gauge of how many people were doing it. And once they found out, they're like, "Yeah, we got to put a stop to this." Now, what this opens up the door for with them is that your records, again, baseball has now had a scandal 
basically league-wide that makes you question every record for a specific time frame. Because you realize, folks, that we were on the verge of having the most no-hitters in a single season, halfway through the season. How many games did we have? We had 82, yeah. Halfway through the season, they were going to have more no-hitters in one season than they've ever had in about 100 years. I think like 86. That's how crazy that 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 spider tap is. And this lets you know that spider tap, you can't just put it on something regular. Like you have to mix it into a compound and kind of dilute it. If you put it on a baseball, it will literally start eating through the skin of a baseball. Just to let you know, if you put it on a baseball raw, it will start eating through the eating through the skin of a baseball. So this is something that you have to concoct, that you have to add. That you have to that you have to sit there in a motherfucking lab, you know what I mean? As your little sister keeps breaking in, you know, and and and, and, to, and wants to, wants to talk about retorted shit. You're like, Didi, I am working over here. Damn it, Didi. Like that's what they're doing with this stuff. Like if you put like like this this. <laughs> so basically, baseball has officially put a ban on it. And what they put on this ban and with this ban, they said if we catch you using it. You'll be suspended for 10 days. Not 10 games, 10 days. Remember, these are pictures we're talking about here. So in 10 days, you're talking about two, maybe three starts. And that is the extent of the punishment. 10 days. And notice I didn't say without pay. No, 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 no. This is a 10-day vacation. You get to sit at home for 10 days while paid for cheating. While your team suffers, but eh, you can survive one, one, one go through without him. Now, granted, what happens is that you also can't replace that pitcher on the lineup. So, let's be, so if you have, you normally come into that game with four pitchers, with, with, with four pitchers, now you have three. Five, two. Exactly. Now you have three that day. Like, that pitcher has to be on there on their scheduled days. And you're just going to end up losing a pitcher for that day. So they, so they force you that day to make some... Like, they force you to make some lineup adjustments. But the player hasn't been punished. And the organization hasn't really been punished. More than anything, whoever comes up with the lineups may have been inconvenienced. For cheating. The game of baseball. Again. Like I said, there was a problem when baseball wasn't getting any hits. There was a problem when it was getting too many hits. Baseball just needs to find a way to be consistent. Let's play the ball. Let's play the game. Put balls into play. Play good defense. Have things have, have, have things possibly happen. And then when you get a home run, the home run comes. Like how they how they don't get this fixed? Because they keep saying, like, oh, they don't have any 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 authority over the people that make the ball, that's Rollin, but they bought out the Rollin company. So basically, Rollin makes the balls how they want to make it. If baseball comes out like, hey, we need to find a way to get a little bit more pop on this ball, 
You know what I mean? Make it fly a little bit further when, when guys are hitting it. Guess what? Rollins is going to put a little bit more pop in there. If, if Edge League Baseball comes like, eh, hey, you know what? Ah, that's not working. We need you to adjust where some of these seams are so we could counter the weight um, on a little bit so we could make, change it up. Maybe thicken this up a little bit here. Make it a little bit on balance here. Thicken the middle, skinny at the ends, you know? No. They don't take any responsibility for any of that. This is just Rollins. Independently doing shit on their own. Without any input or direction from Major League Baseball. That thought can get the fuck out of here. Like, you could completely miss me with that shit. Nobody believes you. Now, next into our get, in our get the fuck out section. Segment. It's Ben Simmons' whack-ass jumper. You have to fully explain to me what is going on. With, I, saw, I saw you, Kim. I see you commenting on my link. What you need to do is bring your butt down to the podcast because we're live over here. So that you can tell the people yourself on how they can find you whenever they're ready to sell a house. So I'm also saying that hoping that you already popped into the room somewhere. Like you created your Podbean account. And one of these new motherfuckers that I'm seeing with the with the, with the generic Podbean name. You know what I'm talking about. The P-B-G-E-B-1-4-E-F-Z-E-H-Y-Z. Shit, you know what I mean? Like if you happen to be one of those motherfuckers. I'm like, yo, you go, you, you can come on right now and tell the people how the fuck they can find you to buy a home. I'm getting closer every day. I'm getting closer every day, B. But now I think I have to go to my brother out of GP. Like, it's, it's, it's just natural now. Like, he does it, like, now. So now I kind of have to go to him out of GP. Because, also, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I want, I want a part of that pro- I want a, I want, I want a, I want a part of that profit that he makes for me. Shit, fuck that. <laughs> I want a small piece, B. Like, I want my cut. I want in. You niggas got fat while we all off to death. Ben Simmons and that whack-ass jumper. That needs to get the fuck out of here. Because Ben Simmons' inability to hit a jump shot, inability to make free throws, inability to even attempt his practicing his jumper in front of his teammates is opening the door for trade talks. But not just trade talks. It's also opening the door for a coaching change after one year. Ben Simmons is officially the player that gets you fired. He is just good enough to get you. Welcome to the podcast and to the fray. Phone lines are open. We're hitting up all those sports topics that you like talking about. You know what I mean? Talk to him. Talk to him. Ben Simmons, if he doesn't, and I'm not where everybody else is yet, but I can see what a thought is already. Like, Ben Simmons needs to get this done. Like, Ben Simmons no longer can be like, yo, I, I'm not practicing my jumper in front of teammates. Like, I, I need to go to a special room. If, if you're not comfortable shooting in front of your own teammate, who the fuck are you going to be comfortable shooting in front of? That's like, yo, if you're not going to get naked in front of a girl, who the fuck are you ever going to get naked in front of? Like, 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 stop it right now. Like, stop being silly. Like, that's literally what you do. You're being fucking silly. Like, Ben Simmons is being silly. I don't even know how to explain it. So because Ben Simmons now goes 1 to ten, one for 10 from the free throw line, they can invoke Hacker Ben. Mm. I had to take my sip here. 
and if he doesn't make it one for ten, one for like, I'm sorry, like we I know I know I know a lot of us are sports fans, but I know also a lot of us played sports growing up, even may still play sports with our friends here now and then. I could flat out tell you that when I'm playing, like you know when I'm playing ball, like at some point in time we always go to the free throw line. As a warm up, take about ten free throws just to start off a random day. I'm not saying I'm the greatest free throw shooter in the world, but without a warm up, I can guarantee you 40% free throw shooting on any given day, and that's in a low ball. You understand? Like one, one. Ben Simmons. This summer needs to show improvement. Now, and this is where I'm not where everybody else is. Everybody else is ready to get rid of Ben Simmons. Or they're ready to get, or they're ready to fire Doc Rivers. Excuse me. That's not gonna happen. Yet. Doc Rivers is too new there. He hasn't had a full training camp. He hasn't had an offseason. He ha I he basically grabbed this talent and he gave them some philosophy. And let's run with that. He hasn't really gotten into them. He hasn't really, 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 really started squeezing all of the juice out of them to make some, some Publix lemonade. We're still looking at lemons here. And nobody likes lemons. How you doing, baby? Girl, sexy. I have to go to the DMV. get this done? Wow. You couldn't do it online, they said? Okay. Just tell them, if they ask you how you get there, how you got there, just make sure you tell them that you took an Uber. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, because I remember when I used to, when I, and I, cause this happened to me. Oh, I, I think everybody in South Florida has had their license suspended. Like, if you haven't had your license suspended in the South Florida, you're not, then, then you're not a Floridian. Oh, my God. Who said I wanted fucking everyone to know that? Whoops. Hey. This is what happens. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, B. We just added another couple months onto your probation. <laughs> well, since that's already there, <laughs> like we've like I've been I've been through that before, and I remember back in the day, like when, when I'm going to get that shit done. And they're like, hey, how did you get here? And I was like, oh, yeah, my people's are waiting for me outside. <laughs> like, no, they're like, it's during the daytime. You dr you're driving yourself all over the city, all over the town and shit, trying to get that shit done. Like, just, just like, yo, like, you know what? If, like, if I get pulled off, I'm just going to tell them, like, yo, I'm heading there right now yeah, to get this shit done. Right I I Listen, I, listen I, I, if I'm already in the doghouse, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, you guys want to keep making it work? <laughs> like, fuck. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's like playing. It's like playing on a bad inch, like on a bad leg. You know, I'm like, hey, there's nothing more I can do to fuck this particular injury up anymore. That's so, why your fucking team lost the playoffs. <laughs> you said you felt like a what? A seven year old that wanted to cry. <laughs> Priceless. You see, you see, y'all, y'all see that? Y'all see that? <laughs> That's not even. Yeah. They hearing you. KJ's crying. You got KJ crying on the podcast now. You see that? She's like, oh, oh. You, yeah. He's like, I'm called for. He started it. I did. 
No, you put my business out there, and I'm tired of it. I'm sorry. I didn't. You know. You know. You know. I just. I don't even mean to. I didn't like. I was just talking to you naturally, I was, I, I, and I kind of forgot I was even part of. Like, I, I don't just... want people to know that I'm not. No, that's not fair. <laughs> I want to be able to tell people what's going on in my life. You know, not you having it unauthorized. Me, but you can still like, tell people because nobody no, you knows no, nobody that only you know matter. listen to the podcast uh, they'll be like oh shit I didn't know this but that's my personal business and I want to disclose it with who I want to Roger. and I don't want you to disclose it with everyone this is a this is broadcasted nationally that's not fair to me internationally and okay same Worldwide. difference <laughs> yo <laughs> and now KJ's over here you tell him girl <laughs> Yo, I don't even gonna tell you what KJ said earlier in the podcast. Whatever, <laughs> I'm gonna let all this slide. He was hating on all women early in the podcast. Oh yeah, you heard, you heard How that? So? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was saying, I don't know. When I was the, when I when I got to the get the fuck out segment, he was like, "Yo, put women on there." I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> you see how he's trying to run your name through the mud? What? It's okay, I, I am not trying to do any. <laughs> you see, say he stands by what he said. Okay, that's good. Stand for something, you gotta stand for what you believe in, or you fall for everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Now I don't feel like I have that sense of security just knowing that I'm going to take care of this problem and no one's going to know about it. Now everybody in, everybody knows about my situation now. Now we're all dealing with it. I want to deal with it on my own. Thank you. Oh my God. I cannot get over it. I need to leave. I need to leave. <laughs> yo, yo, okay, just like, yo, kick his ass though. I'm gonna wait until we get offline, and then I'll kick his ass because I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure this this does not need to be recorded, so nothing can be used against me in the court of law. <laughs> She's like, these calls are being co- recorded for quality and traded purposes. <clears throat> I didn't do it intentionally. It doesn't need to be mad. You know but, what? It's okay. We're gonna have a positive day, everyone. And we're going to change the world little by little, day at a time. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. We're going to change little by little. The same way that Ben Simmons needs to officially like Bitch. change. This is all garbage. This is all garbage. <laughs> Talent, stop telling that girl business on the fucking air. And then don't put me out when you get caught fucking up. Don't do that. That's weak. That's weak. Now, you know, you, know what, you know what you're doing, T? You are showing to me that if I ever do a crime and you're involved in it, I can't have you involved. Because you won't put me out there willingly or unwillingly or unknowingly. Only for recording the podcast for, at the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing me your colors. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, I'm the def- listen. I'm the de- I'll, I'll admit I'm deflecting right now. I'm deflecting right now. But only, listen, we know you gotta worry about deflecting me. right now. <laughs> we know you're deflecting right now. That's probably your biggest. That's probably your biggest problem in that relationship. You ain't accepting accountability for your fuck ups. What? Yo, uh, uh, this is where we going now? <laughs> hey man, you the one told that girl business on the air and then threw me uh, in there under the bus. I was just 
just repeating something that you already said on the podcast. It didn't need to be repeated. It didn't need to be repeated. Not at all. <laughs> so, so, unfortunately, what kind of didn't even is that yeah, Ben Simmons needs to fix his... Ben Simmons needs to show improve this year on his jump shot. If Ben Simmons doesn't show improvement on his jump shot this year, he's going to be gone at the end of next season. After and, this season. No, but see, it's going to be tough after this. And I don't know if they get rid of him after this season because I think they want to be fair to Doc Rivers and to Ben Simmons still a little bit. Fair to Ben Simmons. Please, when you've been in the league as long as he had and still have an unwillingness to shoot the ball, that means you're not working on it. You don't care. So why should I care? Get out of here. Get Put him in the get the fuck out segment. Well, he is in the get ben the fuck Simmons. out segment. Ben Simmons is in the get the fuck out segment for his weak ass jumper, needs to, specifically. He, he needs to stay there. He's becoming irrelevant. But this is what this is what his weak ass jumper opens the door for. Is that now there's trade talk for him, right? Is this a black podcast? It's what? a podcast. There's no such like. It's a sports podcast. What the fuck you what? <laughs> you add that person till they get the fuck out segment. For real, Cummins is canceled culture. He, he, he about to be able to get the fuck out segment. <laughs> real talk. Yo, it's a sports podcast. What the hell? <laughs> Hey yo, what? Yo, we, we, yo, yo, we, we have, hear his voice. Yo, we have the best fans in the world. I, I, that's what I can say. Yo, we have some of the best and some of the realest fans in the world. We we do. Like, <laughs> like they when they come out and they like, yo, I hear I hear how they've been talking the whole day. Like, the phone lines are open. Phone lines are open. Don't tell Talon your business. He might put that all over the air. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> Cummins is a canceled coach. I hope you call in and tell us all your business. <laughs> um, no, so yeah. So Ben Simmons' weak-ass jumper is opening the door for his trade talks. Because if he don't develop this jumper, as I said, like, I, don't think he, I don't think they trade him this season. But if, this devel- but, but if he goes through a whole other season... And now you have an off season with Doc Rivers, and you have the opportunity like to get to get better trainers in there. And if he don't show improve, right? If he don't if he don't show, oh, look like he is calling it. If he don't show improve that on that jumper, he's gonna be one of the biggest trade um um trade um um trade dominoes or trade chips for next year. But the other part of it is that where, as his name pops up for trade talk. Doc Rivers' name is gonna be is gonna keep popping up as being a bad coach because Ben Simmons' inefficiencies is going to be is gonna be blamed on bad coaching by Doc Rivers by not adjusting to the scenario when you know you have an individual like that in, on the podcast. <laughs> ah, look at this. So we 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 do have a professional troll in here. No, this is a sports podcast, as you can see in the in the line it says. Mighty Sports Podcast. Sports by Army Vets for Army Vets. See, like the only ignorant person in here right now happens to be you, Cummins. So you you can t- you you can keep all of your cancel culture to yourself. 
<laughs> you trust me. You you can't get a rise out of me. I I, I am too well self assured and and, and, and and too and too strong in, in, my, in my self awareness to 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 fall for any kind of tomfoolery or 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 hoodish or hoodlum like actions by dumb asses and people that are irrelevant like you. The only person in here that's ignorant is you. Thank you for showing your ass today. Because <laughs> you have no clue what kind of lifestyle we have here. But apparently, you are the dumbest of fucks. So, yes, Cummins is cancel culture. You definitely belong in the get the fuck out segment. Because you really ain't welcome here at all. <laughs> but thank you for listening to the podcast. You can keep listening as much as you want to. And we'll, and we'll ignore you. We'll ignore you the whole entire time, but we do appreciate you listening because apparently you like what we say. You like the flavor in your ear, and apparently you like this dick in your ear as well, too. But it's okay. You can hear us Cummins all day long. Hananaru, Brooklyn Zoo. These are light bars from me to you. I do this for fun. <laughs> they, may, they must not know. Like, listen, I've been a professional. <laughs> and also, I know Cummins... You would never be brave enough to say them some dumb shit like that to my face. Ha. Just like how Serena Williams doesn't get phased by reporters asking her questions because they, cause she knows they would never be as good as her. I don't get phased by your silly comments because I know you can never be as good as me in anything you do in life. Period. Dot. T. 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 Or as we say on the podcast... My, 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 we got a professional racist troller um, in our in our comments in case people are just wondering why I happen just to, to have to take that little sidewind. But let's bring it back to the sports. Ben Simmons jumper, ha- Ben Simmons jumper has to fix because it's not Doc Rivers' fault that Ben Simmons hasn't been shooting for seven years. It's not Ben Simmons uh, or four years, five years, however long he's been in the league. It's not, it's not Doc Rivers' fault that they gave this guy a max contract already. And he doesn't have all of the qualities as a max contract player. He's not, he's not the guy getting you wins. He's the guy that may help you get a win. You know who we talked about today that helped his team get a win? Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton helps his team get wins. He isn't a guy that they go to. He isn't a guy that, they, that, that gets wins. He isn't that max. So Ben Simmons is basically Chris Middleton, and why the hell is Ben Simmons getting all that money? See, that's what happens. Middle when you get... this is for you. Listen, it's... Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. Oh wow! Is... He'll get. What? Oh, oh wow! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I already addressed it. You hear me address okay. it? I already okay. addressed it. I already addressed it. I already addressed it. No, I, I, no, I, I was on. You know, I'm at work, so you know, sometimes I gotta put the volume down. Ah, uh, oh no, no, I, 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 fu- I, fu- I fully addressed that. I addressed that with the Serena Williams line. Uh, one, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'll, and I'll let you know, just because I, because I know how you may get. <laughs> I'm too firm. Exactly. I'm too you firm. Know, as, you know me. I'm too firm and strong and confident in myself to, to, uh, to lower myself to people like that. The, the only ignorant person that that showed themselves today happens to be Cummins' as canceled culture. I treat this like I treat the Serena, uh, Serena Williams treats the press. I know that I am way too good to be affected by anything that you say. <laughs> it just, like, it's just more proof that everything oh, no, I am. No, no. I am trust, trust yeah. me. I, I, I learned I learned from that one time that one fool came in here during the summer. Trust me, I learned. <laughs> like that's why I didn't say. Trust me, I saw that. That's why I didn't say anything immediately. That's why I just said, "Wow, wow!" I didn't expect you to stop and go all into it. Oh no! Continue. Oh, okay. Continue. 
Now, you know, we just leapfrogging right over that to the positivity. Yeah. So, leaping right over that negativity. But it wouldn't be surprising if Ben Simmons gets moved this um this year because we had we already have moves coming up this season. And they've started early. And I was so I wasn't so surprised that who got traded? I was surprised that a trade happened already. Exactly. That I was say, whoa. that was more of the surprise. And, and we've seen a lot of moves happen early. Like we saw, we've seen um um um, we saw Dallas clean house already. We saw Boston clean house already. Doing more cleaning house. Yo, you know what? You know who needs to get the fuck out of here? Boston's leadership direction. They like they fired their coach. They changed their president, and they changed their veteran point guard now. Which now opens the door. They fired their coach and then promoted him. Yeah, they fired their coach and promoted him. <laughs> and his what first move. Shit is that? And his first move is to get rid of the veteran point guard, the veteran voice on this team. And granted, we understand productivity-wise, but I'm just letting you know his role. That veteran point guard and Kimball Walker. Which now opens the door for this to be fully Tatum's team. In action and in voice. There is no longer a leadership. There's no longer a veteran person there. There's no longer somebody that can be like, hey, we, you understand? The only person that you may hear him clashing heads with now is going to be Marcus Smart. Because Marcus Smart may be more of a vocal leader than he is right now. And that may be the only, like, Marcus Smart is basically the Draymond Green of that locker room kind of shit. You know what I mean? If you want to compare. Like, he's that vocal guy. We, we're going to see and hear him talk. We have no clue what we're going to hear from um, on how ben, on how um, Jason Tatum leads. But when you got rid of, actually, I lie. When you got rid of, when you got rid of, you got rid of, I, keep, I don't know why I keep drawing a blank on his name, Kimball Walker. And you got rid of his leadership. You did trade that for the leadership of Al Horford. Mm-hmm. Which I don't get. Trading a first round when, pick for Al Horford. Well, when, when Al Horford was there, they was going deep into the playoffs. Conference finals. That was five years ago, damn near. Four, three years ago, it feels like. Okay, maybe not five. Feels like five years ago, more like three years ago, right? Yeah, because the last season and a half has felt like three different seasons so one I'm surprised that I'm like that's probably the biggest part that surprised me like you got rid of Kimba we all understood that but you got rid of Kimba to bring in to bring back Al Horford I can still understand that straight up when you add a first round pick to it something don't add up here did you want Al, Al Harford back that much? Because, answer me this. If any team out there was trading away, I, I, let's, just be, let's just be honest. If you're the New, let's bring it personal for us. If you're the New York Knicks, do you trade a player and your first round pick to go get Al Harford? I'd kill the Knicks. Exactly. And this is the Knicks we're talking about here. And they have tons of bullshit ass players they can throw they can throw their way to go get Al Horford. It's that first round pick that really fucks me up. I, I, let's let's go Brooklyn. If they traded a player in the first round pick, like you want to scratch your head? I'd kill them too. 
So, so I'm really like, okay, so, so, so here we go again. So I'm, I'm running through the scenario and I'm like, I, the first red flag was how quickly this trade happened. This trade happened immediately. This, 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 is, this is a very quick trade. Like, like, this is the first trade of the off season. You understand? They're the first ones to blink. They're the first ones to send their troops into battle. They're the first doo, 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 charge. They're the first ones going. And it's some and, and it just don't something don't add right. Because I don't like, you know what? These are one of those things that I feel like they were button heads with Danny Ainge. And I'm thinking about this on some of this I'm thinking about on the fly as I'm talking to you with it. I have, so I haven't had a chance to think this out any. But these are some of the things now that makes me that makes me go back to hey, when Danny when you when you heard that they got rid of Danny Ainge, right, as the president. Now it's starting to make me think like, okay, why did you, why what were some of the things that made you get rid of Danny Ainge to put in your head coach there? What were they butting heads on? Were they butting heads on trying to bring back Al Harford? Were they butting heads on th on thinking about his value? Kimber Walker's value, and I understand Kimber Walker has diminishing value, but so does Kim. But so does Al Horford to me, and Al Horford never. And, and, and Al Horford has been great throughout his career, and Al Horford probably benefits more now than he ever has because he's a smaller NBA, because he's always been a small guy playing playing bigger than what he was. He was what six foot nine on the Atlanta team playing center, right? All them years, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was him playing center. You you had the you you had the you had the Josh guy. You um you had you had ISO Joe. Like like yeah, I th he was out there playing center. So he's always un knew, knew how to play under man. So I, I so and that's also to show you how long he's been in the league. Like this is a vet vet. This is a t double digit year vet. Twelve year vet. Easy. Tons of playoff um experience underneath his belt. So tons of mileage. And you give up a first round. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you this right now. There's not a lot of players that I would give up a first round pick and players for. And when they do, and when the team does this, I need to guarantee wins. You need to be guaranteeing me a Chris Paul if I'm giving up a pick and players and future picks. Like, I need somebody that is definitively going to make a change. If I'm giving up a player like Kimball Walker and a draft pick, and it better not be Al Horford, because I feel like I could have gotten Al Horford, I could have gotten Al Horford for Kimball Walker straight up. So something also tells me that Kimball Walker may not be staying in Oklahoma City either. That the reason why they needed the draft pick or the two draft picks is because they're probably going to release Kimball Walker. What we thought, or how we thought, I mean, the phone lines are open if everybody would like to join the podcast. How we thought that Oklahoma City was going to treat CP3, I, I fully believe is, is going to, or I shouldn't say how CP3 was going to treat Oklahoma City. I guess it's going to be the opposite. But this is how I fully believe that Oklahoma City is going to treat is going to treat Kimball Walker. He won't be there. They have some young guys they'll rather they'll rather give this opportunity for um to at the point guard position, at the shooting guard position, at the primary ball handling positions. They have younger guys they'll rather they'll rather 
Kim Walker's up was about to be bought out. That's the only... I, I'm, I'm still trying to run through scenarios. I'm still trying to run through scenarios and think of why of all of the possible reasons of why you add in all of these extra picks. And it could be like, yo, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, I'm trying to think of how this comes. Hey, you want Al Hoffer? We'll give you Kimber Walker. If we give, we don't want Kimber Walker. Like, if you give us, if you give us Kimber Walker, we're gonna cut, we're gonna just end up cutting him. You gotta give us another pick with it. Uh, my first round pick? Yeah, give me your first round pick. It's, listen, we're a playoff team, so it's, it's gonna be a late pick anyway. And they're gonna swap, and I think they got back like a second round pick from Oklahoma City, which is almost like getting a late first round pick for if you're Boston. If you think Oklahoma City is gonna be a trash team, but still something smells fishy. So keep so when it comes to this this particular trade, keep looking for the other dominoes to fall. This is the one that the dominoes haven't stopped falling. And if you're from the island and you play and 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 you and you, and you, and you guys play like I do, you understand these dominoes, these type. What's going on, Captain? Welcome to the podcast. The Halloween joint. <laughs> well, the phone lines are open. Right now, we're talking. We're, we're talking about. We're talking about Boston's recent trade to get rid of Kimball Walker and bring back in Al Hawford. And then Al Hawford. Like, how much difference on winning is Al Hawford gonna do? Is Al Hawford gonna start? Is Al Hawford gonna come off the bench? We understand this is gonna be different. This is gonna be a different vet. Maybe you understand somebody they can still they can, they, they still kind of trust and will li- and, and will listen to. But you don't even have your head coach yet, so you can't even say like, oh, he's gonna help be an extension of the head coach. Who the fuck is the head coach? Wow. My girlfriend will be looking all sexy and shit. Traffic blocking. Now I'm going through our now tights are stocking. Watch out that hairstyle. Serious ting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When they traffic block again. Okay. Like a big ass piece of caramel. I'm trying to get you stuck to the roof of my mouth. Shit, this, is why, this is why she can't be here while I'm doing the podcast. I get distracted my goddamn self. Alrighty. That is about it for the, for the get the fuck out segment. But ultimately, what that does though for Boston and Jason Tatum, they, they, they basically hit him with that Tupac line. Like, you got the juice now. This is all you. This is your team now. Like, more than ever, this is your team. Like, even Al Hoffman, when he returns, he's here to support you. Like, everybody here now is in support of you. And it's going to start being time for Jason Tatum's fire to start being held, or feet to be held to the fire. He's going to start being held accountable now for these Boston wins. You're no longer going to be blaming the, um, the head coach. The head coach is gone. He's a new head coach. This is gonna be now. How does it, how does your best player now get along with your with, um, with your new head coach, who Rick Carlisle is already in the runnings for? And I'm just thinking to myself, what the fuck has Rick Carlisle done except win one ring with Dirk? I mean, what he stood with he stood with Dallas through all of their changes. He played the good soldier. You understand? He didn't ruffle any feathers. Like, like he, he, 
he 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 um um he mirrored he mirrored um the org um the um the the motto and the creed of the or the, or the path of the organization. Like, but other than that, what did Rick Carlisle do to be able to get Boston? Boston. Nah, you have to give me some other names. You have to give me some other names. You have to give me like some Jason Kims, um, some some Vaughns. You you have to give me some other names for real. Listen, I don't care if you, I, listen, I don't care if you throw me Dan Tony just 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 to throw me off the step. You have to give me some other names because like when I hear a series of names and I'm like, okay, you guys are doing a, you, you guys are doing a coaching search. You guys are looking for somebody. I just hear one name pop out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But especially Rick Carlisle. Like, what have you done for me lately? Like, I'm sorry. Go get Sam Cassell. Go get Sam Cassell. Go get Big Perk on that staff. And a couple of other Boston legends. Go build up your go go build up your 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 go build up your your training staff. And maybe even possibly do what the Knicks have done recently. Go get an agent in there somewhere. Right? Go get a former agent in, in, on your staff somewhere. To help you with player relations. The Lakers did it with with with, with, with Rob Lowe. The Knicks have done it with, with, with Rose. And it seems to have worked in both aspects. So tonight, we have two elimination games. First elimination game is going to be between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks are up in this series 3-2. We just went through a ton of the reason, a big portion of the reason why Atlanta is up. And that is before the fact that Ben Simmons can't shoot. And the league knows it, Atlanta knows it, and Atlanta is using it as a weapon. They have weaponized Ben Simmons' poor free throw shooting. Poor shooting, period. They've gone to the whack-off Ben mode. Right or the whacker Ben, because he's not the first Ben. Ben Wallace used to get used to get the same treatment too, but Ben Wallace was a lot more productive. He was actually defensive player of the year, not just named to defensive first team, and not be able two of you, and y'all can't y'all can't come up with defensive stops when you're up by seventeen. You can't carry your team when you're up by seventeen. To keep to keep this victory, to, to to keep your team alive, to close out, to go up three two, to get a dub. I can keys. Hmm. You starting to pick up on my bad habit with that shit. I am not picking up on those bad habits. I rebuke that in the name of the universe. You are super greasy. Now, the other reason why Philadelphia is struggling is, 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 is also because of the torment, the partially torn meniscus. Of, I need a charger. <laughs> because of the partially torn <laughs> meniscus of, of Ben Simmons. Not Ben Simmons, but Joel Embiid. And 
the Joel Embiid um, to a meniscus, it's it's something that that's actually affected him as the game goes on. He starts off the game. He's, he's the last couple of games. He starts off pretty well. He's giving you forty in a loss, thirty-seven in a loss. He's doing his part. Twelve for twenty shooting. Thirty-seven points, thirteen, eleven for thirteen from the free throw line with a bad knee. Thirteen assists. But what happens to Joel Embiid is that he doesn't have any lift left at the end of the at the end of the game, and. And sorry, I was listening to what was going on. I got distracted. I was listening to a conversation downstairs. My bad. It's the end of the game scenarios that really matter for when it, when it comes to Joel Embiid. He starts off the game well. He gets to a spot still. Like you really have to pay attention to Joel Embiid and understand from the fact that he is not he is not using any athleticism to do what he's doing right now. He is literally playing like the Joker. And he's used to playing with athlete, well, a little bit more athleticism than, than what he's playing with right now. But what's really happened is that at the end of the games, those same baskets, those same buckets are coming up short in the games. Now, this could be stress. This could be pressure. Or this could be that injury, that leg, just giving out. Because we've seen him as point-blank layups at the end. But he's going to get a pass. This year, and we're gonna and we're gonna see, because we quickly forget how he's looked in the past, how he looked in Toronto, how many games that they could have won in Toronto that he kind of that because he didn't that because his sh his shots were short, his shots um um rimmed in and out, that they weren't able to win. But if they do lose this series. It's not going to be because... We're not going to blame Ben Simmons. I've already told you. See, Ben Simmons already got his pass. Not Ben Simmons. I mean, Joel Embiid already got his pass. That's his torn meniscus. He got his pass. Right now, the blame has already shifted. It's between Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons. Is, is Doc Rivers not coaching up his team right at the end of the game to make them lose a 17-point lead for, for them to get blown out? 40 to 19 in the fourth quarter. 21 point turnaround to lose by three. And that's what we that's 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 gonna that's where you're gonna start talking about Doc. They're gonna talk about this against Doc. About this fall. <clears throat> they're gonna go back and they're gonna look at and they're gonna talk about the fall that happened when he was with the Clippers. They're gonna go back and they're gonna talk about oh the time that he felt like this against against LeBron James, you know what I mean? When they were up, like, they're gonna consistently keep looking back at Doc Rivers uh, at Doc Rivers' career, and Doc Rivers gonna keep getting a shorter and shorter leash because Doc Rivers is only judged now off of championships, and the only way that you win when you're being judged by championships is to win a championship because then everything else that you lose for it gets over scrutinized, gets over clouded, like oh. Look at how he lost this series. Oh, look at how he lost this series. Oh, look at how he lost this series. 
and then you start, and then you're gonna try to pull, and then, and then you pull together some similarities. And then, and now he has a pattern of not being able to get the job done in this particular scenario, and his coaching job is gonna get shorter and shorter and shorter. It may be just about time for Doc Rivers to move into a head, into into a higher management position, because they because they're setting him up for a fall. They are setting him up for a hell of a fall. Now, let's make some predictions here. Game six, Atlanta versus Philly. Ironically, now unfortunately, this now is going to be in Atlanta. And I'm telling you, I don't feel very comfortable saying Philly is going to win. I need Tobias Harris to come out and act like he is mad about his 2K rating again. I need Ben Simmons. He can't go 4 for 14 from the free throw line. He can't go. He can't only take four shots. Look, I'm sorry, B. Look, I'm sorry. Because 14 free throws only told me that that was seven or more additional shots that weren't counted. So you're still two for 11. Which is what Tobias Harris was. Everybody struggled. Dwight Howard came into the game and he was completely distracted. Just picked up fouls early, yapping with the crowd. Seth Curry put on a performance like his brother. He was the one, the one, one, one shining like hope of like ray of sunshine. But he couldn't maintain it. That's not what he does. And he played 38 minutes as your starting shooting guard. But they needed more. They needed Ben Simmons to shoot 50% from the free throw line as a professional basketball player. That's all they needed. 50%. Half, my nigga, half. And I really don't feel comfortable saying that Philly is going to win this game because Atlanta is a scrappy team. Atlanta's going back home. Atlanta's going to be pumped up of a mountain doing Red Bull. Like, you understand? Like, the phone lines are open. Atlanta is not going to make this easy for Philly. Philly's go If Philly wins this series... I'm gonna let you know right now, based off how they're current, how how it, how it's currently positioned. If Philly wins this series, I'll be shocked because it's going to mean that somebody stepped up in a way that is that is, that that is going to surprise me. I don't know if it's gonna be Ben Simmons. I don't know. If, I don't know if Joel Embiid is gonna end up putting up a 50 point triple double, back to back games just to get this dub. Like I don't know. But if Philly wins this series, something special is going to happen. And I'm going to be there watching all of it. Even though I hate, I absolutely, I'm at this point where I hate watching Atlanta play. It don't matter if you're the Atlanta Braves, you're the Atlanta Hawks, or you're the Atlanta Falcons. I hate watching Atlanta play. You better be lucky that I'm into women's basketball enough to, and, and I don't hate any women's basketball team. Or else I'll hate the Atlanta Dream as well. 
But Atlanta's gonna come away with a victory here. And Trey Young is going to be that little cocky little fucking sock receiving troll that we know he is. My precious, my precious, my team, we ran the dogs, we fought, my precious. Should have never gave him a sock. The fuck were you thinking? Huh, Harry Potter? What were you thinking about giving him a sock? Fucking troll. Can't stand a little fucking troll. Fucking fucking troll. Can't stand a little bitch ass fucking troll. <laughs> but, so, we're we gonna learn about Philly today. But I have a feeling that we're probably gonna learn a little bit more about Atlanta. And put a little bit more... Listen, if Atlanta makes it to the Eastern Conference Championship, what, three years finally in under Trey Young? Like, you're gonna have to... You will, not me. Let me, let me make this clear. Let me make this clear. You're gonna have to start putting some respect on his name. Not me, but you will. I know that his game is Fugazi. I know that once the NBA implements this change, that he will no longer be a productive player in the NBA. I know that he's only successful because his whole game is a gimmick. But you'll respect him if he makes it to the Eastern Conference Championship. You guys are going to have to respect him. I don't. <laughs> don't stop laughing at me, KJ. But he's going to have to get he's going to yeah, he's going to have to get some love. He will because it's going to so petty ass up. Shut your petty ass up. <laughs> Shut your petty ass up. You talk, you're talking about it way longer than it even needs to be talked about anyway. Shut your petty ass up. You're giving him attention for no damn reason. Shut up. This is my way of giving him the respect he deserves, okay? Like, you know, I, this, like, this, like, this is, like, I'm, um, this is me being passive aggressive if, in, a, in a way. Like, this is me giving him the respect he deserves, in a sense. It's by, it's by actually talking about him with sports anger. Oh, shit, Nelly. You missed the whole conversation earlier about you. We had a big, long 45-minute conversation about you earlier. You missed the whole thing. Oh, and now she finally made it to the podcast podcast. <laughs> what up, Nat? We got about, like, five minutes after the podcast. What's going on? So, the Hawks are in a position right now to, to eliminate the Philadelphia 76ers. Also in an elimination game. Tonight. Achoo! 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 Woo! Shit. Excuse me. Also in an elimination game tonight are the LA Clippers over the Utah Jazz. And I've already told you. The LA Clippers have already done enough. Paul George has already done enough for you to get his sympathy. Notice I said you. For you to give him his sympathy. And for and for you guys to write this little redemption story about him. Because he did all he needed to do was give you one game. Because nobody expects the Clippers to win this series without Kawhi Leonard. Even if they are up three games to two, 
against the best team in the league. Nobody expects them. But Paul George put them in the position where all they needed was one victory. He's okay. All this pressure right now is on Utah. Like, there's no pressure on, on the Clippers to win anything. There's no Clippers. Like, like, the Clippers don't even have to win another game. There's no pressure on them. We're going to have to see the Joker show up. We're going to need an MVP performance from him. He's going to have to close this out. Natalie. Love you, Nat. Love you, Nat. Happy birthday. I don't know if you're still here. No, your birthday shout-out comes on Monday. Well, you well, you kind of both. Like you, you got an honorable. Ooh, to, tomorrow's her. Tomorrow's her birthday. Tomorrow's her birthday. Yeah. Like today, today you, today you got the Drake tomorrow's treatment. Her you got the. And it's Friday. Yeah. You you got the Drake. You got the Drake at the Emmys. At the not the Emmys. The what's the what's the sports award? The damn it. What's the sports award show called? Fuck. Emmys. I mean the ESPYS. ESPYS. There we go. You got Drake at the ESPYS. You got the honorable mention. Not no oh, yeah. oh, get out. Get out. You got an honorable mention. The disrespect. The disrespect. The disrespect. The disrespect. Because <laughs> on Monday, she gets the birthday shout-out. She got an honorable mention today. But that's why. But that's why Natalie anyway, got. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead and keep talking about Atlanta's irrelevant ass. Oh, see, I moved on from Atlanta. You're still stuck in Atlanta. Who the hell is calling? Not, re remember, I'm working, brother. I'm working and being on the show. Bear with me. But oh yeah, I'm 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 past Atlanta. Now now we're on to Utah and and the pressure that Utah has right now to win these next two games. Paul George has done everything he needs to do. Basically, he got what he's wanted from everybody. And that's sympathy. He got sympathy from everybody for coming up coming up big in one game. But you guys already know how I feel. If you want sympathy from me, just open up a dictionary and look between shit and syphilis. That's the only way you're going to get sympathy from me. But it's okay. The Clippers can choke tonight. The Clippers don't have to win another game. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. Nobody thinks of Paul George that dude anymore. Paul George put them in position to only need one game. If they fail, eh, he gets the pass. The whole team gets the pass. They get to move on. Utah needs to win this game. The Joker needs to needs to needs to, needs to force a game seven. And I have a feeling that they'll be able to take care of business. I have more faith in Utah beating the beating the Clippers than I have Philly beating Atlanta. Two more games. Wait, Utah. Wait. Nothing. Wait. You know what I'm thinking about? Donovan Mitchell and um. See, this is me getting Denver and Utah. Um. <laughs> this is me getting Donovan um Utah and Don um Utah and Denver confused again. Yeah. This. Oh no. Yeah. This. So let, let's go ahead and flip this. Right. This is gonna be Donovan. Like just like how this is Trey Young's coming up party. Utah, you're the best team in the league. Right? Yes. Utah, you're the best team in the league. You need to show it. They don't have their best player in, in, in L.A. This is the Spiders' time. Because Donovan and Spider Mitchell, just like how we just said about Trey Young, can make it. 
to the Western Conference Championship this early into his career and, and fight to make it to a championship. Man, oh man. You know I don't get it. Like, we already had Donovan Mitchell in my top five under 25. If Trey Young makes it to the Eastern Conference Championship and they beat Philly, I will put him in. I can't even put him in my top five under 25. Because I'm not taking out Donovan Mitchell. Fuck that. I had Luka, John Morant, LaMelo Ball, Devin Book, and, and, and Donovan Mitchell. Okay, so if Trey Young gets it to the makes it makes it to the Eastern Conference Championship, I'll put him above Anthony Edwards in my in my in my top players above twenty under twenty five years old. That's how much respect. See, I'll give him his respect. We got less than a minute left into the podcast. I want to thank everybody that has joined the podcast that came out today. Don't forget your Blue Chew promo code for today is B is in Bravo, S is in Sierra, I is in Indigo, and T is in Tango. Hope you guys enjoy your Freaky Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Juneteenth is tomorrow. I hope everybody is celebrating and barbecuing. Um, for um the cancel culture person that joined my podcast earlier, um here goes again. Your little moment, shape. Fuck you, buddy. Go suck a big black cock because apparently that's what you like. Uh, and we'll end the podcast right there. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports.